Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast sharing how to create and grow income streams and manage, multiply, and protect your wealth in the new economy. Are you tired of trading your time for money? Do you desire freedom today instead of retirement in 10, 20, or 30 years? I'm MC Lobsher, and this is the Cashflow Ninja. Hello, Cashflow Ninjas. MC Lobsher here, and welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Ninja. I have a great show for you today. In today's show, we're going to reflect and remember R. Nelson Nash, one of my mentors. I'm very honored to have three gentlemen on the show that was involved, along with others, in a project called This Is Nelson Nash. Uh, Joining me in today's episode is Jason Lowe, Richard Canfield, and Jason Rink. Jason Lowe is the founder of Ascendant Financial, where uh, Jason has put a team in place of professionals who possess the experience and sought after expertise required to serve the individual planning needs of households and professional successful business owners in Canada. Richard Canfield helps Canadians discover the infinite banking concept. Uh, by R. Nelson Nash, uh, best-selling author of Becoming Your Own Banker. And Jason Rink uh, is an award-winning producer and director of documentary films. Prior to starting his own company, he spent four years as a producer and director at Emergent Order, a creative agency in Austin, Texas. He has worked with Academy Award-winning actor Richard Dreyfuss, Congressman Ron Paul, Senator Rand Paul, and brands such as Ashton Martin, the Charles Cox, Institute and Mercer. Jason Lowe, Richard Canfield, and Jason Rink, and all the fine folks at the Nelson Nash Institute, led by David Stearns, created a legacy piece, as I mentioned. This is Nelson Nash that was released to the public in the past month. It's currently available on YouTube for free, along with all of the other great educational pieces from the Nelson Nash Institute on the infinite banking concept. You can directly link to it at cashflowninja.com forward slash this is Nelson Nash, or simply just go to YouTube and type in this is Nelson Nash or the Nelson Nash Institute, and you will find all of this amazing information right there. Our three Cashflow Ninja community announcements. I just created a free Facebook group for all of our listeners. You could go to cashflowninja.com forward slash Facebook and join our group, or just go to Facebook and type in Cashflow Ninja community. And if you found what we've done here valuable and want to support us, There are two ways to do it. Number one, go to iTunes and subscribe, rate, and review our show. This helps with iTunes algorithms and will help other people find the show. And number two, please send a video testimonial recorded with your smartphone to info at cashflowninja.com. We are building out a new website and would love to feature our listeners. The top 10 videos will receive Cashflow Ninja swag and will be featured on the Cashflow Ninja website. If you're interested in joining our investors group, you could go to cashflowninja.com forward slash investors group and fill out an application form and or email me at info at cashflowninja.com to start the discussion to see if you're a good fit for our group. And if you're in the Philadelphia, Bucks County and Southern New Jersey area, we are hosting a live investors meetup event every month in Newtown, Pennsylvania, for more information on the monthly event and information on how to join us in our next live event, you could go to cashflowninja.com forward slash events. If you are like many of the listeners of the show, you're always looking for unique ways to protect and grow your hard-earned capital. But sometimes that's easier said than done. The key to investing late in the cycle is identifying favorable opportunities on a risk-adjusted basis. That's where our friends at ASIM Capital come in. Since 2011, 
ASIM has helped more than 300 accredited investors allocate more than $20 million to mobile home parks, self-storage, and workforce housing due to the ability to generate asymmetric returns while protecting their investors' portfolios. If you're interested in learning more, head over to asymcapital.com. That's A-S-Y-M-Capital.com to get instant access to their investment offerings. MC Lobshire, the host of the Cash Ninja podcast and also the president and chief wealth and investment strategist of Producers Wealth, where we help our clients integrate cash flow banking, also known as infinite banking, with their business and investments. If you're interested in learning more about how we create strategies that integrate cash flow banking and investments to turbocharge them, you can access a video series at yourownbankingsystem.com. That's your own banking system.com. Cashflow Ninjas, I've got a treat for you. I have no idea how this is going to work out or uh, the result of this, but I do uh, know that this is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, joining me is Richard Canfield, Jason Long, Jason Rink. Um, we're going to talk a little bit today about this is Nelson and Nash and um, just speak a little bit to his memory. Obviously, uh, if you're part of the community and you followed what we've spoken about, uh, Nelson passed away this year. We've shared some um, some information on all of our social media channels. Uh, he was a, has had a massive influence in my life. Um, we've had him on the show twice. I actually republished my first interview with him, uh, which was which was amazing, and I still reflect on it fondly. So, what I wanted to do is also speak a little bit to his uh, memory and share a couple of stories. There's a lot of Nelson isms, as I call them, um, and uh, yeah, do a little bit of a tribute to him. And the gentleman joining me today was part of a project. Uh, this is Nelson Nash uh, that just really, um, they did a phenomenal job and they'll share more a little bit about it, but sharing Nelson's message and showing the legacy that he's leaving for all of us um, and the impact that he will have not only on us, but on generations that, that never got to know him. So I'm very, very grateful for that. Guys, thank you so much for joining me. Um, if you guys don't mind, if you just want to share a little bit about yourself and share um, uh, with the listeners who you are, we'll start with Richard Canfield. Yeah, hey, uh, so happy to be here, guys. Thanks, MC, for doing this. Um, I'm Richard Canfield. Uh, I'm with uh, my company's a private wealth system. And, you know, I was introduced to becoming your own banker and, and Nelson Nash business, actually because of the below. Um, so I'm, I'm eternally grateful for that because really some guy called me and said, hey, Richard, go buy this book. I'm like, okay. So I bought a book and I read the book and I'm like, wow, this basically changed my whole life. And uh, it just continues to do that on a, on a daily basis. So, you know, really that's the kind of the, the summary and, and, you know, and then leading to a point where I finally got a chance to meet Nelson. I say he dropped a brand new hard drive into my head the very first time that I met him. And, and, and then he did it repeatedly virtually on every visit. So, um, you know, so grateful to be here and be a part of the movement and, and carrying forward his legacy as best as possible. Jason Lowe. Oh, thanks, MC. It's good to be with you and good to be with, uh, of course, my dear friends, Richard and Jason. Uh, I founded Ascended Financial here in Canada. And uh, actually, Richard and I um, are also uh, collab in collaboration on a number of uh, pretty amazing projects together, one of which is the Extended Advisor Network that uh, is really going to make a big splash here uh, later this year. And much like Richard, uh, when I was first introduced to the process of becoming your own banker, that was back in July of 2008, 
when I attended a conference in the United States and there were, gosh, well over 300 advisors in attendance. And I didn't know it to be becoming your own banker at that time. It was a different organization presenting this information uh, in a way where they weren't using language uh, and giving credit, you know, to the founder of, of the concept. But nonetheless, it was a blessing to me because it led me to eventually reading Nelson's book. And then uh, first guy I called was Richard. And I said, hey, we, we got to take a closer look at this thing. And that's what really uh, triggered this catalyst here in Canada and introducing it to the general public here and uh, helping to mentor and coach other advisors here in the country. It's just been an incredible journey. Uh, all the the praise and credit and you know glory is to our Nelson Nash, uh, who we miss uh, dearly. And so it's again, it's so good to be with you. Thanks for having uh, all of us. Jason Rink. Hey, thanks for for having me on. And yeah, you know, so I'm a. Uh, I'm not a financial advisor. Or I don't uh, uh, deal with whole life insurance, but I do have a background in commercial banking. I was in equipment finance for 10 years. And in 2007, I got introduced to Ron Paul, ended up getting involved in his campaign in 07, learned about the Federal Reserve, learned about Austrian economics, and uh, found myself in the strange place of working at Chase Bank when the uh, financial world was on fire in 2008 or so. And I was also out speaking at end the Fed rallies at the same time. So I had to sort of make a pivot. And I ended up uh, getting into media production and filmmaking. I went to work for a, an agency here in Austin, Texas for a while that was behind some really great videos, uh, the Keynes versus Hayek rap videos, if anybody's seen those. Uh, but it was a company that was really steeped in libertarian ideas and Austrian economics. And it was during that time as I continued to expand my understanding of economics and, and banking that I came across Nelson's book. Uh, a guy named James Nethery introduced me to it. And, uh, you know, it took me about three years of reading it a couple of times, thinking about it, not getting it uh, to I came around to the point where um, I understood it and got my first policy. And around that time with James, decided to make a film called Banking with Life, which was my first attempt at trying to visualize the infinite banking concept out there for the world because I figured there's plenty of people like me who didn't really like to read financial books. They'd rather watch a 45-minute video. So that was my first effort. Um, and in that time and thereafter, had the opportunity to meet Nelson, go to various think tanks, see him speak, B became just a friend of mine and somebody that I looked up to as a mentor in life and all things. And so uh, really just being able to be a part of this project, working with him in the last 18 months of his life uh, to create a legacy piece for, for generations to come, that's been a true honor and uh, something I'm really, really proud of. Yeah, fantastic. So the idea for the, the legacy piece and this, this project, maybe if you guys can share a little bit um, just uh, from the initiation and the thought process, obviously as a legacy piece, but then the creation, the creative uh, side of the process. And uh, maybe if you want to touch on uh, a couple of things that happened during the filming of this, uh, that a lot of us will, <laughs> will, uh, will not be able to see on, on film. So Richard, um, if, if I can start with you. 
Yeah, well, I mean, uh, really, for me, my, my involvement started with another with another phone call from Jason Lowe, as many things seem to happen in my life that way. And he says, hey, Richard, uh, you freight your calendar to come to Birmingham in January. This was literally like 30 days before. I'm like, uh, got a lot going on. What do you need? Uh, you know what? It doesn't matter. You need me to be there? Okay. What are, what are we doing? <laughs> so I, I basically said, okay, before I knew what was going on. And it was after I said, okay, that he kind of unveiled, you know, that there was going to be some filming done and it was about, you know, capturing something important for Nelson. And so literally like, I'm sure within a, within a couple of days, I was booking my flights down to show up in Birmingham, uh, you know, not knowing exactly what was going to happen, but being ready for whatever was going to take place. You know, so really it's, it started prior to that with Jason and, 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 and what he had in mind that I think, and then, and then bringing, you know, Jason Rink in and that, that's where the magic really took place. Yeah. JLo, talk us to the, uh, through that, uh, that initial uh, stage and this coming to fruition. Absolutely. Um, you know, I've always wanted to find a way to express gratitude uh, to Nelson and uh, anybody who's been in our, you know, circle of uh, colleagues and uh, in our community would know that. And I sat down with uh, David Stearns and just had a conversation about the idea of putting together a webinar series. Initially, this is what this idea was. And uh, the whole idea was to have Nelson expand on every chapter of his book, uh, Becoming Your Own Banker, because we always shared in our live events, we were telling people Nelson could not possibly cram his wisdom into this, you know, 92 page book. And so this webinar series was for him to expand on it and to really uh, have others benefit from the gift of all of the mentoring that we were so blessed to receive over the years. And then um, I spoke to Nelson about it and Nelson said, Hey, that, well, that sounds good. And so he was quite, you know, excited about it. And right. then the idea, I was sitting down talking to Jason Rink. I, I, I'll never forget it. I was in a McDonald's parking lot. I had just bought a coffee and I sent Jason Rink an email. Initially, we created a time, we hopped on the phone I said, Jason, here's my thoughts and, and what I'm thinking. And, you know, this, this could actually be a movie. It could be a film. It could be something bigger than a webinar series. And immediately Jason uh, bought into uh, to that. And the thing that I love about Jason so much is his incredible ability to bring structure uh, to a project, to get you thinking differently about how to bring your vision to life in, in a film. And it was uh, just an instant connection and uh, kinship that Jason and I had. Uh, I felt that way almost immediately. And Nelson blessed it. He said, uh, I would love to have Jason be a part of this project. And so then we got down to Birmingham and uh, in January, oh my God, January of 2018. Very unbelievable. And we spent a, a number of days there with Nelson uh, in David's home where Nelson and Mary had lived for over 40 years and uh, just the, oh my goodness, the archives of incredible stories and wisdom from Nelson. The cameras just kept rolling literally for a number of days straight. And so we have got the catalog of our Nelson Nash that is going to benefit people for generations to come. And so it was just uh, for me, I, I got to share this, guys, before we, we dive in uh, and hear Jason's remarks here as well. Nelson taught me a very valuable lesson. I wanted this film to be an honor and a tribute to Nelson. And Nelson, uh, 
speaking of his moments, he, he would have woodshed moments where he would take you out to the woodshed literally and help you see something and think differently. And he did that with me uh, because he sat down with me and he said, Jason, this is not about any one individual. It's not about me. It's about the message. It's about the concept. That's what this needs to be about. Because I just felt such a, um, a desire to try to repay a debt of gratitude to him. And I lost sight of that. And he, I, I just, again, that's another reason why I'm so grateful for him because he was able to, he knew when to hug and he knew when to kick. And in that moment he kicked real hard. <laughs> and uh, I called Jason, I called Bob, I called Carlos, I called David. I spoke to them all and shared this amazing lesson that Nelson had taught me. And uh, I'll, I'll be eternally grateful for that. Yeah. And on uh, the production side, Jason, what was, what were some of the things that in memory of this project and uh, as this, this all unfolded? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, we wanted to put together a pretty small team. Um, I had some guys that I really knew would, would be great on this project. A good friend of mine in Birmingham named Matt Harris, who had done a, some work with Nelson before and uh, helped us get it to look really great. And, what we wanted to do was one thing that we really wanted to guard from is, is, you know, Nelson's given the same talk so many times and, you know, it's never, it's never completely the same, but many sections of it very much the same. I mean, he's got that thing down pat. What we wanted to do was we wanted to get some things different, you know? And so there was definitely a process. We would sit with Nelson it was four to six hours a day, frankly, for yeah. a few days. And, you know, it was always trying to see if we could get him to come at an idea a little bit different with a little bit more depth, get him in a very natural state uh, where he wasn't on, but it was just him. Uh, part of the reason is that, you know, there's a lot of material out him of him giving his talks and portions of his seminars. And that is, that is Nelson. And, there's so much more to the man dimensions of who he is and his life. And personally, one thing for me that I always believed was that some of the power of Nelson Nash and his message just came from his deep integrity, his unimpeachable integrity that he was who he was and he was unapologetic about it. He had no fear. And we wanted to just get him to be his self, him, his, his real natural self in those moments. And so I feel like we did capture some great moments with him. Like Jason said, we actually did get a lot of material that he's expanding on concepts in the book in different ways, making different applications, saying different things. And yet a lot of that material is not in the film because what ended up happening was as this film took shape, uh, some of, some other people really bought into the vision and one, one of the, a couple of those people were involved in getting him honored at fees, um, you know, fee con in 2018, where he was presented with essentially a lifetime achievement award. And so, you know, that wasn't even on the plate when we started the journey. And then all of a sudden here we are, we're making a movie about Nelson Nash and he's going to be honored at the organization that set him on his path 50 some years ago you know, of economics and banking. And, and so, you know, one of the other things that was just amazing was how 
getting this idea into motion brought with it its own momentum. And as, as, you, as you go on a journey that's bigger than yourself, you'll find fellow travelers who want to make it real and want to see it happen. And so there was a number of people that came alongside to, to help us make that happen. And, and uh, you know, one thing that I think about now is, you know, none of us realized that the film, uh, you know, that Nelson would, would pass on, you know, really essentially while the film was still being made. We were just finishing the last edits. We were able to screen it for Nelson uh, in February uh, at the Think Tank before he passed away, which was incredible. I, 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 again, I feel like there was definitely some providence in how all of this unfolded and being able to spend time with him and get this down for generations to come. So in the production side of it, you know, many aspects of it was just trying to create the right environment for Nelson to be Nelson and to capture some intimate moments with him, with his family, with David, with Mary, um, and before some audiences who really uh, he impacted uh, in the world. And so we shot, I don't know how many terabytes, uh, I've got at least six, eight terabytes worth of footage. It won't even fit in the cloud. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot. And um, we've got a lot of other unreleased footage that we're in talks now about figuring out maybe how we can get that released online to continue to enhance some different things. So a lot more to come. That's fantastic. Yeah, one one of the things and that you guys mentioned as well, uh, very authentic human, right? Very, very authentic and um, what, what, a, what, a, what a character too. And, and one of the ways that I think that Nelson connected with a lot of people and people connected to him was how he would, you know, the, the stories that he would share and how he would explain top, topics and subjects. Um, and um, he's just thirst for knowledge and studying and constantly studying. You know, one of his, one of his talks is about you know, arriving in knowledge. No one's arrives in knowledge. Okay, I'm here. I'm good. I don't have to read or study anymore. So there's so many different things that, that, uh, that stand out. Um, but the stories is one of the ways that he connected with a lot of folks and, and, and dragged in. So I want to mention the authenticity and, but also the belief um, that he had because when he first started his talks, and I mean, he, he shared this too, like no one would, in some areas, no one would show up, right? And maybe one person would show up. So I think there's a very big golden nugget here for listeners to learn from. And I took that one with me too, that if you believe in something and you have a message and you're going on this journey, you know, it, it, it's going, to, it's going to take, it's going to take a while, right? But look at what's, what's been created in the movement that's around it uh, all across um, North America and the world with ideas, right? The, the IBC concept is obviously here, but the ideas that he shared is, is globally. Um, staying on stories a little bit, if you guys don't mind sharing some of your favorite stories and some of the stories that connected with you um, and was big and, you, and, and integral in your aha moment when it came to, you know, some, some of the, the principles that he taught. So I'll, I'll start with Richard. You know, one of the things that uh, we didn't, it's, it's captured, but it didn't make the final film because it wasn't the right fit was, was really Nelson talking. And, and we actually were able to capture him talking about one of his, his later lessons that he was spending a lot of time on in the last couple of years was the, 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 
the things that he was learning about planning for his own graduation and, and doing what he was going, he was saying, teaching Mary how to become a widow. And it started with, uh, you know, with, with another individual's uh, death and, and it really kind of steamrolled from there. And so he used that, 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 that impact of having to make that happen, that, that whole education process that he had internally with Mary and how he had been doing that now for a number of years to, to become a whole nother lesson and topic of discussion to help other people understand. Like you have to help people realize this, these are things that you need to plan for and people need to understand the impact of and how to plan for windfalls. And, you know, ultimately it was like he was adding another rule into his four golden rules. And so, you know, David Stearns even said that, you know, if there's a fifth rule, it's plan for windfalls. And so we, we were able to capture that discussion with, with actually Mary and, and her thoughts on, on it as well, which was really interesting. And, but the whole discussion around how he was doing it, how, how death benefits were going to pass when Nelson, Nelson was gone and how he would already arrange things with the family to operate in, in the continuity of family banking that he had created because of having those powerful discussions um, really was just a tremendous thing for me because, you know, there's, you know, being a 50 year gap between me and Nelson, I'm like, okay, I'm thinking 70 years in the future. Now I got to start thinking about this stuff now. So it was a personally hit home for me directly. And, and I, and I could just see the impact of being able to have those discussions with clients and other people moving forward because Nelson thought enough about it to share that message with us. Yeah. J-Lo? Oh, boy. Oh, God, where do I begin? I, I think <laughs> one that I um, believe has had the most impact on not only people who see this concept for the first time, but people who have been um, implementing it to one degree or another in their household or in their business, and that is to continually reread uh, Becoming Your Own Banker. And... Nelson hit the nail right on the head when he would always say, the more you see, the more you'll see you didn't see. And he is so correct because whenever we would, and we've all done this, whenever we would um, want a little bit more inspiration as it related to one particular area of the book, or maybe we couldn't quite put the glue together on something in the book, the first thing Nelson would say when you called him to talk to him about it is he would say, the answer is in the book and here's where you need to find it. And, and then he would take you on this amazing lesson and your pen is literally bursting into flames because you're trying to capture the notes so fast while he's teaching you. And you knew it was serious when Nelson would say, are you sitting down? Because this is going to <laughs> but I got I got to share this. I just got to share this real funny story. So Nelson calls one time out of the blue, and uh, he said, "Jason, it's Nelson." I said, "Hi, Nelson. How you doing?" He said, uh, "Is now a good time to talk?" And I thought, "Yeah, sure." <laughs> and so I I sat down, and he said, "I just the reason I'm calling is I'm calling to let you know that the rumors." of my demise have been grossly over-exaggerated. And I said, well, what are you talking about? And then he asked me, he said, uh, have you ever heard of the immovable object theory? And I said, no, I haven't. He said, well, I was in my bathroom shaving and I, I slipped and I, I took a nasty tumble and I, and I fell over and my shoulder hit the bathtub but the bathtub didn't move. 
<laughs> and uh, so anyway, it was it just little things like that, you know, where um, th- those are just fond memories for me. But he would always, no matter what the context of your discussion was with him, he would always find moments in the conversation to teach and to inspire you. And then you would leave the conversation and you would ruminate. And Nelson put out a great article in one of the banknotes uh, newsletters about uh, the importance of ruminating and letting something sit and processing it, digesting it and doing it over and over and over again. And I find myself, when I think about him every single day, I find myself ruminating on the things that he uh, taught me over the years. And uh, yeah, there's so many great stories. Thank you for asking. Jason? One one thing that I really, that came out when we were creating the film, and it's something that, you know, was true in my life, and I'd seen this, but is really the the grassroots nature of how the infinite banking concept has spread. And Nelson, he saw this early on. He realized it was going going to have to take root in a grassroots way and it wasn't going to be through institutions and all of that. And, you know, in my own journey, I had started to get this idea after I'd read the book and somebody that I knew who was in the industry was telling me about it. But it wasn't until I got Bob Murphy's book that he wrote, um, How Privatized Banking Really Works, that I got all bought in. And the reason was I, I knew Bob. I was friends with him. We had worked together on some other things. I respected him as an economist. And him being sort of this other voice to confirm the concept just really gave me what I needed to move forward. It was sort of like another witness. And I I've noticed how that has tended to be um, true for many people and the idea that people will be open to the concept from somebody else that they know and respect. If they've got a relationship with somebody, they are more receptive to this than if they just sort of stumble across a book on Amazon. And what's also interesting is this comes out in the story that Carlos tells about how he discovered the book, but you know, he was in a friend's office and the book was sitting on the desk gathering dust and he, it kind of piqued his interest. And the friend was like, Oh, I don't know. Somebody gave that to me. Do you want it? Go ahead and take it. I haven't even read it. And so, so this guy who has this book that contains a treasure that he never even read sitting over there. Somebody gave it to him, you know, probably somebody who is really excited about the idea, bought copies for all their friends who never asked for it, sits there and gathers dust. Well, that thing gets handed off, goes down to Carlos, who again, just a receptive, ready person, the seeds planted. And now, you know, Carlos obviously is, you know, on the board of the Nelson Nash Institute. And, you know, he just bought into it. He was ready. And so two things, and this again comes out in the film, Nelson talks about how you can have the greatest message in the world, you can have the greatest delivery system in the world, but if you don't have a receptive listener, you don't have anything. It's like a telephone where only one person's got one. And I think that people who understand this idea that the lights turn on for them, that they get it, um, 
you know, we should never underestimate our ability to impact other people with it, even though we're just regular folks. We're not experts. Uh, The beauty of so much of this is that, in fact, it's it's the opposite. Being an expert uh, doesn't mean it's going to be easy for you to understand it. In fact, it probably complicates it. It's the regular people, you know, who, who gravitate towards it. And so, Regular people sharing it with regular people is just so powerful. Nelson saw that and and he wrote for regular people, which I think is also why he was so, so effective. You're listening to The Cashflow Ninja, the show helping people all over the world create monthly cash flow and achieve freedom today, not in 10, 20, 30, and or 40 years. This is the show where cash is not king, but cash flow is king. We will be right back after a word from our sponsors. My friend Dave Zook from The Real Asset Investor says, you can be conventional or you can be wealthy. Pick one. The Real Asset Investor team creates value for investors looking for high yield returns from multifamily apartments, ATM machines, and self-storage investments. Their syndications offer attractive investment opportunities that produce strong cash flow, equity growth, huge tax incentives. They are truly passive and managed by a world-class team. To learn more about the exciting investment opportunities the Real Asset Investor offers, such as their multifamily, ATM, and self-storage syndications, please visit cashflowninja.com forward slash real asset investor. Are you having a hard time finding great investment properties? Unfortunately, the best deals are rarely found locally. Successful investing begins with the right properties in the right markets. Norada Real Estate provides everything you need to invest in the best deals across the United States. Our simple proven system will help you create real wealth and passive monthly cash flow. Learn how to find the best deals by downloading your free copy of The Ultimate Guide to Passive Real Estate Investing at noradarealestate.com. That's N-O-R-A-D-A realestate.com. You're listening to The Cashflow Ninja, the show helping people all over the world create monthly cash flow and achieve freedom today, not in 10, 20, 30, and or 40 years. This is the show where cash is not king, but cash flow is king. Now let's return to our interview. That's such a, a great point because he connected and, and this, this concept and this idea and brought it to, as you mentioned, the, the general public, right? Where there's no jargon and techno babble as they would call it or you know in the in the tech industry but there's no financial babble um to to complicate matters and confuse matters even more for the average person but it's actually trying to empower the average person and you know one of these stories that he keeps sharing and shared a lot too about being a, a pilot and flying in a plane right and if you're in that plane there's a lot of things happening outside of that but once you're inside of that plane you have control so of, of what's going on in that plane so uh it's really a story of of of, of empowering and empowering other people um to become their own bankers and reclaiming the banking function which is just all about self-reliance um and bringing that back so i that really resonated with me uh when i first got into touch with them because that was one one of the things that i saw that a lot of people that that struggled um regardless of what area of their life is they they didn't not necessarily besides the accountability and the responsibility and all that stuff but it's the empowerment and lack of knowing how to empower themselves in those uh those areas any other 
comments around some of uh, some of these concepts uh, that that he sh- shared, and maybe some other that you guys want to bring up again, Richard. We, you know, you can't put a price on control. That's my firm belief, and yep. so I, I I fully resonate with everything you just said, and you know that hits home for me really well because I I, I share that same insight and the, that feeling. I had that same impact of a feeling in in my you know, like in my bones when I read Nelson's book, um, and so. You know, Nelson talked a lot about the pool of money and and, and, and and in the aquarium and creating an aquarium. And so he shares a little bit of a story about that in the film where that's ultimately what they've done in the family. So his own family system, they, they have created an internal aquarium where the money never leaves the aquarium. In other words, it stays within the family line and they treat loans and, and internal finance like like they would with a regular banking institution but it's all housed into one one separate little economy. It's like they're their own town, and this is where all the money stays in this town. And our, the town is our family. And uh, and what's beautiful about that is, you know, he, you know they they hadn't seen a, a bank in over thirty years for the for the need of conventional finance. And yeah, they still had bank accounts for the for debit cards and online transactions. Like that's the mechanics of things, but that's not what banking is really all about. And that's what you know that's what Nelson really helped us understand. And that. You know, there was no mortgages to traditional, there's there mortgages and debts that existed, but they all existed within this internal system. And so interestingly enough, you know, uh, you know, David and, and, and Kim, they, they, they tell a story of knocking down Nelson's house and rebuilding it. We heard a lot about that when we were down there, by the way, the, the fireplace in the film, you'll see like that was hand built by Nelson and his kids. They handpicked those rocks. And when they tore the house down, it was like, David's like, what? We got to build around this thing. And that was the one thing that like couldn't get torn down. It was this whole big problem in the construction, but it was actually a great story. And, uh, and so I have like a tremendous respect, you know, in the film, you see this fireplace, it's unbelievable. And, and, and so they, but they, they, there's no mortgage on that property. There, There was a policy loan, policy loans outstanding still that were being paid down. But a lot of the bulk of the loans that were on that particular residence, I remember hearing from David specifically were tied to a policy that was actually on Nelson's life. And so that policy completed and, and that those loans were extinguished the day that that happened. So, I mean, that, that, that's part of that internal, that's part of that transitional legacy happening throughout time. And the evidence of it is, is, is taking place. I mean, it's the multi-generational impact of what's created by, by Nelson thinking things through and then sharing with others it is literally almost unfathomable to be even to comprehend the true impact and the power that that will have on all of the families that have implemented this process. I mean, it's, it, it just boggles my mind to even consider what that impact will be. Yeah. And to touch on the pool of money uh, that, that Nelson talks a little bit about for listeners that haven't heard the story before, uh, Nelson uh, really connects and explains that there's really truly, you know, one pool of water, right? in the world. Um, so you're, you're going to have clouds forming, right? And there's condensation and it gets heavy and eventually it's going to pour and it's going to fall in the oceans that are connected to the rivers that's connected to underground water. So the w- water always goes and finds its way back to this one pool of water, this one body. And the banking system is set up the same way. Um, and I mean, we could really, this is where you could really get lost in the weeds, but the general <laughs> concept is that it's set up the same way that the money always ends up back into this one giant pool of money, which a- ends up in the commercial banks. And the, his aquarium is by taking the same concept and the same idea and creating this aquarium for his family, this family banking model. 
So I just wanted to share that too, just in case you haven't heard that story too. JLo, anything that you want to add or another concept that you want to also share? Uh, you know, I think the one thing that um, speaks to me often is Nelson communicating that uh, this process must be caught. It cannot be taught. And so you can provide the, the knowledge so someone can read Nelson's book and hopefully it triggers a different way of thinking because Nelson would always say that everything begins with the way that we think. And in fact, he added a fifth golden rule uh, you know, prior to his, his passing, which is rethink your thinking. And so it just speaks directly to what he shared about the time that it takes to give someone the knowledge and if they don't suffer from the arrival syndrome, if, if they believe that there's always something new to learn and they catch this, the biggest thing that we do in, in our industry, and that's why he didn't write the book for folks like Richard and myself, is that we focus on things that are all solution oriented. And Nelson would always say that if you don't understand the problem, the solution just won't matter anyway. And so you have to understand the problem and the problem is banking and the solution is the process of banking. Most importantly, who controls that function as it relates to your needs. And so I would encourage people who are listening, who read Nelson's book, one read of the book won't do it justice. It's not enough. And you don't have to feel like you're a lone ranger. The person who introduced the book to you, you know, may have some expertise in the process. There's a whole community of practitioners with expertise in the process, but you don't have to feel like you're a lone ranger when you see this and you go, oh my goodness, this is completely different than the way everyone else does everything. Well, that's what Nelson says. Everything you do financially is compared against what everyone else is doing. And so I hope that if just anytime we do this, if just one listener is inspired and watches this film, and gets to understand us just a, a bit of the essence of Nelson Nash and it transforms them. Oh my God. Like the impact that this movie is going to have and the additional footage, it, it's going to be transformational way beyond our imaginations. Yeah, absolutely. Jason. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, you know, one, one last thing I would say is that one of the beauty, beautiful things about the infinite banking concept is you can start small with it. You don't have to be somebody who's got a massive amount of wealth and you, you can really start small. And at the same time, you should make it as big as possible. You should go as big as possible because I haven't talked to anybody who ever says, man, I wish I would have done that, gone smaller. You know, I haven't run into that person. And I'm sure they're out, they might be out there, but <laughs> most people I run into say, man, I just wish I had a bigger policy. I wish I had a policy that was structured properly. And, and I, you know, I do want to say like, it's one of the things that's, that's so great about what Nelson did is he's left a legacy of all of these advisors in the Nelson Nash Institute to make sure that regular people who aren't experts in this can figure out how to put this together the right way that it'll serve them so that they can do this generational wealth building. But it's one of those things that you really have to do it to, you have to experience it to see it. You can read about it. 
and learn about it and it can make sense intellectually, but it really isn't until you start practicing it that you, that you have the true aha moments. Uh, and when you have those aha moments, you know, it, it makes you go back and say, Oh wow. And you start to see the infinite nature of it. I just know in, in building my business, um, how valuable having those policies have been in, in building my business, growing my business, having access to capital. Like it, it all, many times I'm reminded what, uh, what Nelson has said is that, you know, whole life insurance is totally misnamed. You know, it's a banking system with a death benefit thrown in just on the side. You know, it's like, I, I use it and then I'm like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm, my family's going to get paid when I die. <laughs> How about that? I, all these amazing things and, and that too. So yeah, I mean, just truly it, it, it is so simple and it's, it's our human thinking and our training and our pride and thinking we know what's right and um, going against conventional wisdom, how, how difficult that can be for us. All of those things are standing in the way from, for most of us to see it. So the best thing that we can do, what I did and what anybody could do is, is just start small. Just go ahead and do it and you'll start to see it and uh, it, it, then you can see the possibility for it. Absolutely. One of, the, one of the important lessons that Nelson shared a lot in you know in the last couple of years and talking with him, and it, I remember the first time that I heard him go over it was that when I got a book in the mail, he'd sent a book in the mail to me, and I reached out to thank him, and he's like, "Well, you know, Richard, all I'm trying to do is find high quality seeds and plant them in superior soil or plant them in fertile soil," and uh, and then and then he would add to that later on. He would say, "Now." By the way, when you when you plant things in the soil, you get you, they start to grow. But when they grow, something else grows too. Don't you get weeds? You got to learn to recognize weeds. He would say, and that that was him talking about being selective on not only who you work with, but who you want to surround yourself with, be be around in your life, and who's raising the bar in your own thought process. Um, it was also kind of a it was kind of like a like an overlap to an extension of the arrival syndrome. You know, for the people that have arrived in knowledge. So, so he was taking new analogies and incorporating them again. He was an expert at um, meeting people where he says, you got to meet people where they're at. And he was able to take these analogies and stories and, and integrate them into powerful lessons that you could chew on. And, and you will, con- I'll, I'll continue to chew on for years to come. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. He um, he really was, um, and you know, uh, J Lo mentioned rethinking your thinking. One of those one of those things, right? And it made me also think of the process of how there are still, even today, some thoughts that you get that challenge your thinking, and that you initially just instinctively fight, right? And I think it was Tony Robbins or someone that mentioned that if you hear something like that, that that sparks that reaction, is to pause sit back and say, what if, <laughs> right? And now all of a sudden you're having a think, a think about the concept or the process. What if, what if what uh, this person is saying is true or what if it's partially true, right? As opposed to what I'm, my, my understanding of this. So I think if we all do that in many different aspects, it's, it opens just the process of thinking um, and the curiosity that the man had, I mean, just for myself, uh, just, um, you know, being from South Africa and meeting him, and I know Nelson was studying a lot about, uh, 
you know, a, a lot about the First World War. And when you get to that and you start to research the characters, which we did, that was part of the First World War, well, you're going to end up in South Africa <laughs> during the South African War. So we had a lot of conversations about that. And it really... Um, it really reevaluated my thinking too of not just only looking at history, but the future in my family as well. And the curiosity that he had was just amazing, um, you know, right up until he graduated. So um, I think that was uh, something that I'll always take with me. Um, another thing that I just want to leave the listeners with as well, infinitebanking.org. Uh, org is where you can find a list of practitioners, uh, folks, because this is kind of a, a ground game, if you will, um, that was going to be the best result. So there's a ton of advisors out there that are infinite banking practitioners across North America. You can find them on there. There's also a ton of resources and so forth. Um, Gents, I really want to thank you for your time. I appreciate you all. Um, if you just want to maybe give us your final thought and where folks can reach out to you and, and follow you as well. Um, and But thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate you guys. Richard? Yeah, well, uh, thanks again. I love this. It was great to have this conversation. Um, you know, one final thought would be for those that get a chance to watch the film, I would very much encourage you to do that. And, you know, near the back of the film, there's a there's a, there's a large picture that's presented and, you know, Jason, I think Jason and I are holding it, but, you know, Jason Lowe really spearheaded a lot of this in my opinion. And, and I'm so grateful for him for doing that, but he, he, he produced and created this gift. It made its way from Edmonton, Alberta, all the way down to Birmingham safely uh, with a great deal of effort and work. And it was presented to Nelson and Mary kind of, on a, you know, it was a whole big deal loading up in the van and taking it over there and, it was a really, really integral and special moment. And if you're watching the film, you'll see it's all the editions of Nelson's book and, and that have come up over time in a framed thing. And so it was just so tremendous to provide a gift like that. And it was really impactful for Nelson. And I think that it's important for people to see these editions of the book, because what it means is that things are always developing and moving and that we're always looking to figure out how we can get creative, get curious and do more with the information that Nelson left us. I think that's part of the message that's there. Great. Jalo? Yes, I would uh, share with folks um, that if you haven't read this book titled Becoming Your Own Banker, you have an opportunity and you can you can purchase this book um, from Amazon, have it delivered right to your front door. You'll be glad that you read it. And uh, for, for any of us that are on the, the podcast today, uh, just look us up on Facebook, uh, connect with us on LinkedIn and you know, we love to, to network and, and chat with folks. And so you see all of our names, how they're spelt, uh, just reach out and uh, say hello and let us know that you watched the film because that, that'll mean the world uh, to us. And so thank you again, MC, for putting this together. It was an honor to be with you and, and to be with Richard and Jason today again. Jason. Yeah, yeah. I guess what I would say is, you know, um, there was actually sort of a recent decision that we were just going to release the film for free online. Uh, originally we were going to be, you know, sold and it was going to be this. And, you know, we, we were going to get into some festivals and do all this sort of thing. And um, there's likely going to be some screenings around the country and there's going to be some different things that, that may happen with some festivals and all of that. But, but we made a decision, actually David Stearns uh, made a decision. Who's, who's the president of uh, uh, infinite banking concepts he said, look, let's, um, let's get this out to the world. Can we just go ahead and put it on YouTube and Facebook and have advisors spread it and, 
and people who've read the book spread it. And let's just go ahead and, and, and in a way, what occurred to me when he said that is I was like, you know, that's grassroots, man. That's like the way that this concept spreads. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's great. I've already noticed that, you know, uh, the film is showing up at the top of YouTube on Nelson Nash and Infinite Banking Concepts. When people search uh, Infinite Banking Concept, it's popping up on the Google page. And, and so it's, and it's Nelson's face and it's this hour-long video people can spend that'll start sending them down the rabbit hole. And the wonderful thing is, is that from there, there's videos and podcasts from people like you and everybody who's on this call and all sorts of other people out there. There's just, the, the rabbit hole is deep and there's a lot of resources to go down it. And so what I hope is that this film can serve as the opening to the rabbit hole for a lot of people and that the movement uh, will continue to grow and, and that the, the torch will continue to be handed on. Fantastic. All of the links will be uh, in the show notes of the show. If you're listening on this to this episode on your smartphone, you could go to cashflowninja.com forward slash this is Nelson Nash. That'll point to the YouTube link. Uh, or you could just go to YouTube and type in this is Nelson Nash and you'll find it there as well. Gents, again, appreciate you all. Thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing uh, your knowledge and just, uh, yeah, just sharing all of these little bits about the movie and this great project that, uh, that you guys created for us. So thank you very, very much again. You're welcome. Yeah, thanks for having us on, man. Appreciate it. Life settlement investments have allowed financial and banking institutions to not only buy their equity contractually, but also diversify their capital from any economic market and geopolitical risk. It's been part of the billion dollar blueprint followed by institutional investors. And if you're an accredited investor, you can also now participate in this vehicle with enormous growth potential. You can watch an informational webinar presented by one of the premier organizations providing life settlement investments for number of solutions at cashflowninja.com forward slash life settlements. Thank you again for joining me on the Cashflow Ninja. If you like what you hear and appreciate what we're trying to build here, please subscribe, rate, and write a review for our show on iTunes and share our show with family, friends, and your network. If you're not a subscriber to our newsletter, you can sign up for our newsletter at CashflowNinja.com. I want to thank you for spending your most precious resource with me today, your time. Until next time, my friend, live a life of passion and purpose on your terms. presentation is for educational and informational purposes only. The information being presented and considered does not consider your particular financial objectives or situation, and it does not make personalized recommendations. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified tax and legal advisor or other qualified professionals, and you should not use the information in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional regarding your specific personal financial objectives, situation and needs. We believe the information provided is reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness, or completeness.